BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome to the morning toast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the morning toast. Hey, Claude Author Edition. Hi, you dirt. Hi, everyone. Yes, I did dress the part today with my glasses. These are prescription. They're not fake. And my blazer and a turtleneck. Leather leggings for a little edge. Just to embrace the fact that today, I've been teasing it for a while, it's officially announced I am an author. That's right. Sitting between Jackie and I, you can see two copies of my book, Girl With No Job. What's the thing? The crazy beautiful life of an Instagram thirst monster. It is crazy and it is beautiful. Claudia, that's beautiful. And you know what? Liter- Are you okay? <laughs> getting choked up? <laughs> it's just such a beautiful day. We've been waiting for this moment oh for my God. so long. I feel so accomplished. Like, First of all, the hardest part about this is like dead ass writing a book, 240 pages. It's a lot. And like, I haven't written in a while. Like I used to blog all the time and it really brought me back to my roots. Um, But I haven't like sat down and like written a paper in forever. Right. So to be honest, quarantine was actually really good for me because I started writing my book in January. So quarantine was the perfect time for it. And it's here. It's coming out January 26th, 2021. It is now available for pre-order. And if you're going to wait to order it, I highly request that you just pre-order it because something about like the book, I'm learning a lot about the book industry. It's it's like horse racing. Yes. And it's like the pre-orders really help you get into bookstores, bookshelves. They put you in the front as opposed to the back. So pre-order numbers are really important. So if you are looking to buy the book, I really would appreciate if you just pre-ordered it. Thanks. So exciting. Um, Now that the cat's out of the bag, I would like to ask you some questions on behalf of the audience, on behalf of all readers out there who are so excited about this book. Sure. Now, spoiler alert, I want to let you guys know that I've read this book. Yes, she has. And it is so good and so funny. It will literally make you laugh out loud. And it might bring a tear to the eye. She's a very hard... I've listened to an episode or two of The Redheads. She's a very harsh critic. We are ruthless. It is a five out of five. It is the best kind of celebrity. Yes, I called you a celebrity memoir. Oh! Yes. Well, the thing is, is like I... And we talk about a lot of books on here. And I really have a very specific category of book that I like to read. It is celebrity tell-all, but it also has a lot of heart. Like yeah. my favorite books, like Jessica Simpson, Loving Mariah Carey, Andy Cohen's books are my favorite. They're a real like window into the life of this person and they're really funny, but they also like have really earnest moments. And I think I created the book that I wish to see in the world. Like totally. it is just that. It is the book that I honestly like was endlessly inspired by Andy Cohen's books. And when I read his books like years ago, that's when I wrote my first book proposal, but I hadn't like lived life. Like I had like nothing to write about four years ago um and I just feel like 
now is the perfect time for it to like I have stuff to say I actually have a lot to say and you know when you and I like first started podcasting we like immediately knew like podcasting was the medium for us like it was just an, a perfect place for us to talk endlessly we're very off the cuff and when I started writing I felt the exact same way I'm like this is it like I feel like I'm so hasty all the time like I'm always just saying whatever comes to my mind and having you know months and months to like reread the same thought and like change my opinion on stuff was very different for me and I feel like this ended up being like the perfect platform for me like I actually think I was meant to be a writer and a podcaster wow you are a writer girl I am a writer girl yes gotta send a copy to Carol Radswell okay so for those who are interested in this book can you give us a little bit what is it about yeah so I hate to use the word memoir because I'm 26 years old but I actually have lived quite a bit just given what's you know happened in my life so it's a combination of early childhood I feel like not a lot of people know like about how we grew up and just like how I became like this absolute monster that I am and a lot of people don't know I struggled a lot with like anger as a child there's a lot in there that's a little dark and then um going to college growing up in the city and being obsessed with pop culture starting girl with no job the journey from like being a college student to being a blogger to like making money and then like not getting a job after graduation and like everyone like thinking that I was a delinquent um to then like the actual growth of girl with no job into the breath into the morning toast just like an overarching career analysis because people are always asking me like how did you get started like it's literally been an eight-year process like I started girl with no job in 20 13 when I was a freshman at NYU so there's all of that and then obviously the uh the peak is where all of that comes crumbling down and that's probably the number one reason why I wanted to write a book um was a to talk about cancel culture and b to talk about like my experience like the actual minute to minute experience of what happened on the day like our lives were ruined March 2020 2018 so there's a lot of that and then just like what I took from that experience like what I learned as a human being but then also as like a public figure um so yeah my experience with cancel culture and then rebuilding doing comedy um starting the toast just getting knocked down like so hard and like so so much shame and how to rebuild from that so it's like a start to finish of my life and then there's two chapters that I'm actually really excited about one is like I live in a very interesting you know position right now where we're obsessed with pop culture. Like we are obsessed with, we're the biggest fans of pop culture. And that has in turn gotten us fans. So it's like this weird balance where like we have fans, but like we are fans of other people. And this platform we have has gotten us into rooms with people that like we never thought we'd be in rooms with. And like, how do you balance being a fan when like you also have fans now? So it's just like the nature of fandom and the nature of celebrity. And there's actually like a lot of really juicy like um, celebrity interactions in there that I've never really spoken about on the toast because I just... I know where to draw the line because I yeah. don't want to like get uninvited from places. Yeah. But I but thought the book was a perfect place to just dignified. sell my soul. It's more dignified in a book. Than a podcast. I 100% agree. So there's a lot of like juicy celebrity stories um, that you haven't heard yet. Just my experience, I don't know, with certain celebrities, Elon Musk, like a lot of, a lot of things. Wow. That's really exciting. Elon Musk, that's a big name to drop. Yeah. And just like my uh, gallivanting around Los Angeles. Love it. When I do gallivant. Well, we're really excited. I've read it, but I'm excited to read it again because I read it a while ago now and there have been some edits since. Yes. And you know, probably the number one question I got when I announced my book was, will you be on the Redheads? I'm dead serious. Really? Yeah. No, everyone's like just dying. And we are definitely doing an episode of the Redheads in January. We have big, big plans for a little Redheads Girl With No Job cross collaboration. 100%. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about this cover. Because it's beautiful, stunning, and smart. Thank you so much. Uh, 
What, I mean, I don't need to ask you, but what was the inspiration behind the cover? Bath time Q&A. And, you know, I don't do many photo shoots, so I didn't know. Um, you know, getting a bathtub up, you know, an elevator to a photo studio in Manhattan is borderline impossible. So this shoot was actually pushed back like a few times because this gorgeous tub, it had like gold legs. It was so sickening. Claw foot was really hard to get you can um, in a studio. See, you can see the foot of the claw on the back where my son Theo is. That's why he's not here today. He was a little mad he didn't make it to the front cover, just the back cover. But, but like, if he could just, you know, put his ego aside, he's on the cover minute. of a book and he looks so incredible. And you know what's really interesting is that I have never in my life been photographed with my hair up. It's like my worst nightmare. But, you know, I leaned into the creative. I listened to the, the experts and the professionals. And I actually loved the idea of, like, a messy bun. And it looks great. But, like, if you know me, you know that my hair up is my worst nightmare. It looks so good. No, I'm very happy it's with it. It's a beautiful, stunning cover. Thank you. Written by a smart woman. Thank you so much. Therefore, ergo, beautiful, stunning, and smart. She does it again. She does <laughs> it again. You guys, I truly, like... I know this was the worst kept secret because like actually a lot of people knew like what I was planning. Um, but that's just so me and so on brand. But now that it's here, I just need to warn everyone like the next three months, we're going hard for this book. Like I just, to be honest, I'm just so proud of it. And I'm proud of everything I put out. I never put out shit that like I don't stand by. But this is, I feel like probably the most personal thing I've ever put out. There's a lot of stuff in here that like I discussed that you and I have never talked about. And I actually found it really difficult to not speak for you in the book because like we live the same life and we are one person, but like you have your own, you know, you're a contrarian, like you have your own opinions on stuff. And so I found it really hard to like not speak for you and like the rest of the sisters, but there's a lot of really personal stuff in here that I think a lot of people have been like waiting for us to talk about, like more family stuff that I just have never felt comfortable talking about. But something about a book allows you to open up and like I'm very nervous for people to read it, but I do think that if there ever was a time for me to like address stuff and talk about stuff, it's in the book. So would you say that this is an open book? 100%. No, I really didn't hold anything back. There's actually stuff in there that I'm like mortified about and I was going to take some out and like you told me to, to keep it in. I did? Yeah. Good for me. I don't yeah. remember that. No, because I really wanted to like, this is, you only get one chance at like writing your first book and like I didn't want it to be... I, I see people like who write books like they they're clearly doing it like just they just for like, money, like or glaze like, over or it's a part of what no I wanted this to be like deeply personal I really wanted everyone who read it whether you like hate me or love me like I think you'll understand me after this book and that's all I can hope for the, from a reader the, and that's all readers can hope for from their favorite celebrity memoir you know I don't hold back and I like I don't lie like I it was actually really hard for me my memory is so bad I had this google doc that I sent to all the sisters and I'm like please read all these pages and let me know, like, did I recount things wrong? And I really did. Like, it's crazy how I remember things, like how we started the breath, like that day, um, how I just remember history differently. Well, I think that's something that I read a lot about in other books where it's like your memory, the con the concept of memory, like everyone's, no one has the, the, no one's memory is exactly as it happened. Right. Because like your personal influences right they say like influence. eyewitnesses in like a crime are like the least reliable witnesses yeah no but like if if we if someone said what happened on this day like in the sisters everyone would have a different recollection because like right your own perception perception influences the way that you remember it yeah but so I think towards by the end we got everything you know fact-checked by everyone and honestly the writing process is like crazy you just don't know like there's so many rounds of edits and actually what I'm really excited about is that I was able to do um 
an insert in the middle of the book with like a bunch of pictures that of like moments that Are I yeah of moments that I uh, referenced in the book so like growing up stuff oh my pictures God, I didn't of daddy know that. yeah and there's a lot actually I forgot to mention there's a lot about like uh, us dealing with our dad's dad well me well, I don't want to speak for you but it was pretty much like us um dealing with our dad's dad so there's a picture of him in there there's pictures from like milestone moments in my career like my first red carpet the roast of Rob Lowe I, I feel like I'm giving away too much but I think I think that you have Definitely teased us up. Don't give okay. away too much. I'm done. And just like to clear up any like haters rumor mill, you wrote this book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, are people saying the opposite? No, I just like want that out there. No, it's shocking because like I come off so illiterate and like brain dead. But no, I fully wrote this. I know that you did. I yeah. just like because you were writing it and you would be like, oh, my God, I just wrote this chapter. Oh, and I've been like vlogging the entire experience um, for our Patreon channel. So I've been vlogging like starting. I think I started the vlog in May and up until this morning I've been vlogging. So that'll be up at some time this week. And it's a really cute vlog. So exciting. This is just so exciting. It's the first of many exciting days where we're going to talk about this wonderful book that the Redheads are saying is the book of 2021. That's what they're saying. Redheads approved. I can't help it if that's what they're saying. Do I have the Redheads stamp of approval? Yes, you need to get one of our Redhead stickers and I'll put it right there. Do you have one? I'm going to make some now. Oh my God, (laughs) yes. Okay, so it's available for pre-order. Head over to my Instagram. All the information's there. Amazon, it's on Kindle. It's all the places. Um, A bunch of retailers. I'm going to be putting them all on my Instagram, but right now just head over to Amazon and I know that's where everyone gets books. That's where everyone gets books. Eventually be on Kindle. Any audiobook plans that you can share with the class? Of course. I have to... um, record it in November um they say it takes 20 hours which like I'm dreading because I am like the most impatient person in America but they were like oh you can have someone else record I'm like no I'm a podcaster this is what I do yeah honestly I want you to do half and me to do half or like if there's like a a part where like I say and Jackie said beep boop 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 Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a, I have to do that really soon. So that's exciting, and that's exciting for the toasters because if you're a podcast lover, then the book on tape is literally a long toast. Yeah, exactly. It's like for what? How long is an audio book? I guess I'll find out. It I depends on hours. the person. How yours will be five minutes? Yeah. So, oh. so <laughs> the end. <laughs> it depends. I mean, it depends on the, the on book how long the book is and. And your cadence in which you speak. So my book is 240 pages. It's very snackable. Um, and everyone who's read it so far has absolutely loved it. I will try to be like not annoying with my promo. I will really try. But just know I'm like so proud of myself. And like if I, if my career ends, to, well not tomorrow, but like the day after my book comes out. And like this is what I leave on this earth. Like I actually feel like I will be going out with dignity. Like I'm so proud of this project. And like that's that on that. Wow, that's amazing. Just like the author, this book is a snack. Wow, thank you. Yes, you can, you munch can, like, on us. Put that on some of the like promotion. Sure, yeah, no, I'll say quotes, Jackie Ashray. Like, uh, well, I'll get a quote from the, yeah, you could say Actually, it. you guys, I do have a, a blurb on the back of the book with my um, opinion on the novel. So yes, it says Jackie Ashray, co-host of The Morning Toast. Yeah. I don't know what it says about me. Like on the back, I have someone with the same last name as me. Like, I think that's like pathetic. No, 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 no. There's a bunch of good blurbs on there. I can't wait for everyone to see. And, and also, it, it's different because of like my connection to the redheads. Like, it definitely gives it like no, some it, gravitas. It's like basically Oprah or like Reese Witherspoon. 
100% millennial. Yeah, no, it's a really big deal. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's that. And you know, I could talk about this like truly all day. And, but we'll be talking about it for months to come. So we, we just couldn't give it all away today. No, we couldn't. But we do have actually an amazing show. So much like weird news drama happened yesterday that I'm actually, I'm going to take my glasses off. I'm truly getting dizzy. Um, they're really only meant for when I'm watching Yeah, TV. now you're back to like Claudia the podcaster. No longer Claudia yeah. the author. Like, should I take my blazer off or just leave it? No, I think it's okay. nice. Okay. Even though, like, we look like we're in two different seasons. By the way, guys, these were the boots I was talking about that I was targeted for on Facebook. And I was like, thank you, Facebook, for knowing my style. The social dilemma? I think not. No, it sounds like a social, wonderful place to find investment pieces. The social anti-lemma. <laughs> um, so, yes, lots of tea, lots of drama. And was any TV on last night? No. No, but I started watching The Queen's Gambit. Me too, I'm on episode four. It was a snitch recommendation. I think I just finished episode three three or two and it's really really good it's excellent honestly when she was in the orphanage I didn't love those episodes and I'm just like waiting. when they were dragging the campers like what that the hell was that hurt me so <laughs> wait did you get to the episode where she breaks into the infirmary yes of course and she literally shoves the That's tranquilizer insane insane it's such a good show it's a Netflix show it's all about chess um I feel like I'm like smart because I'm watching it like now I have a book and like I'm watching the queen's gambit like and jeopardy who, like and jeopardy like who am who I is she I feel like in the last year like I've really grown up I mean, I think that we've all grown up in the last year, but I do think, I think you're always growing up. Growing. We do it every day. We're growing in the evening and even when we play. And then we grow a little smarter than we do. More things. So yes, that one Queen's goes out to Kaler. Highly recommend. Snitch did recommend it to us. It's an excellent show, except the girl's haircut is just awful. Honestly, it's like pretty iconic. And like in the beginning, I was like, and now I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. She She's super vibey. Yeah, and she grows up to become like a real boss. Like, and stunning. How old is she now? What, like, what are you up to? So she just, spoiler, it's not a spoiler. Okay, she's living with the woman mm -hmm. and they're gonna go to Cincinnati you know when the woman gets on board for chess it's like everything I know I'm still a little wary of her because I'm like please don't like steal her money and okay stuff. yeah but don't say a word yeah um I'm really enjoying it yeah it's a limited series on Netflix highly recommend I really enjoy it as well and it was just not what I was expecting like in a recommendation from Snatchler no, I know. Thank you to the Snatchler. Thank you. Thank you to this man. Oh, also, I had said that I was going to have an announcement today, too. And I'm, it's going to be on Thursday instead. Things have changed, and um, it's really exciting still. Same thing. But plans have changed. Okay. Thursday. Thanks for letting everyone know. Yeah, because, I mean, I said, like, when you have an announcement, I have an announcement. But yeah. this is better this way, anyway. Yeah. Focus on one thing at a time. Um... So I did that, and did I watch anything else? No, and there was no TV on last night. We have The Bachelorette tonight, which I might not be able to watch because, like, I am going out to celebrate my book. Oh, okay. Um, I could hold it down. I just, then like... Then I'll have no one to argue with. No, no, and, like, I'm not mad about missing The Bachelorette. Like, honestly, I've watched two episodes in a row. Like, I think I need a break. I understand. But I'll think about it. You know what I've been doing? Like... I've done four times in the last week, which is so crazy for me because last year I did it four times in one year. Take a bath. Take a bath. I saw your Instagram story. I, you don't understand, you guys. Jaggie does not bathe. When I saw her Instagram story, I'm like, are you drawing a bath for Zach? Like, it made no <laughs> sense. So, no, I've gotten into this new routine, and I don't know when it started. I think maybe when I had a cold a few weeks mm -hmm. ago, I was just like, this seems like a good idea. Yeah. But so now, my problem with the bath is like, it's not a means of cleaning yourself because you're sitting in your own dirty water. Okay, but it's a relaxation thing. 100%. So anytime I've wanted to take a bath in the past, I either shower before or after. Usually before, because after a bath, I take a way too hot of a bath, and, I, and I'm like nauseous and dehydrated. Yeah. 
But since I've been like my schedule so different and usually like I Peloton in the middle of the day and then I shower around like three, four o'clock. Then what I've been doing now is I will take a bath around like eight, nine o'clock to like get ready for bed. Okay. So it's like I'm already clean because I showered a few hours earlier. Mm-hmm. But now I'm taking a bath just to relax and like maybe wash my fotch again, maybe put right. on some iPads, use a little bath salts. And it's been really lovely. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know I'm obsessed with baths. Like it's everything of the sort. I can't believe like the fact that you don't bathe but, and you're always looking for things to like relax you. No, and, it's so on brand for me. Yeah. Um, Winding down. I just had an, and I have an amazing tub. You do. And I've really been taking advantage of it and it's brought me some inner peace. I have a question for you. When you take a bath, like how long are you in there for? Well, it depends like what time of day it is, where I'm going. But like... And if I'm washing my hair. If I'm not washing my hair, I can only keep my neck up for so long before it starts to hurt. But if I'm like full plunge, like I'll literally sit in there for an hour. Shut up. Okay, what if you're not washing your hair? Like 10 minutes. Okay, yeah. I feel like mine are like five minutes. And I don't know. I just get like, when I'm, the first few minutes, I'm like, I could never leave. And then I'm like, yeah. get me the fuck out of here. Well, because you want to know why? When I'm not washing my hair, it's just so annoying to like keep my shoulders out of the tub. And then I'm like cold and hot. And it's like, it's not ideal unless you're like fully submerging yeah maybe i'll try that a washed hair tub. yeah okay. oh that's the best it's like it's like when you want a hot tub and like you want you dunk your hair it's so much better in a hot tub yeah it's so much better i don't know about then like your hair that. follicles get all warm and like your brain gets warm and you know it's really turning into like winter over here i know i mean you wouldn't know it from my outfit but i just no. like really wanted to wear this romper that i just got and these boots and i thought about putting tights on with it but i thought it would look stupid so no you look great you got my bare legs and like yes count your blessings technically it is fall slash winter outside 2020 but like no one knows that but we don't go outside right so like why do i have to dress for it you don't i wore like a long coat for the few minutes i'm outside but like, You're fine. My life isn't influenced by the weather anymore. No, I, and I will not be, you know, choked by the weather. Manic. I can no longer be managed by the weather. 100%. Thank you, Claudia. So I think without further ado. I think so too. You do? Yeah, because I really have a lot to say. I know that you have a lot to say about Like I actually stories. texted Jackie yesterday. And I'm like, we need to talk about this, this, this and this because there's just like a lot going on. Yeah, there is. And we're here to talk about it so that you know what's going on. So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And I would be remiss. R-T-H. Oh, no. The odd. That was actually the alternate title for my book. Instead of Girl With No Job, it was R-D-H, but the publishers did not get it. Yeah, (laughs) Um, damn. Today's episode is brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into your favorite pair of jeans is your goal, great. But there are many reasons why you might want to practice self-care and every person is different. Yes, for me, like whenever I'm looking to get in better shape, it really has nothing to do with weight. It's always about how I feel. Like, because when I'm not eating well and I'm just not taking care of myself, I get like crazy fatigue. Like I could go to bed for the night at like three Mm o'clock and that's just not good. So that's my reason. And because everyone is different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with personally assigned goal specialists and a community of other Noomers. So you have all the support you need to empower your change. 
So if you want to practice better self-care, feel more confident in your clothing, have more energy, or just have an overall glow, Noom just might be the product for you. It is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Noom is not a diet. It is an easy, easy and healthy way of life. No food is good, bad, or off limits. Noom teaches you moderation and it can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing diets if you want. And the best part is that they understand that you're human. With Noom, if you go off track, there's no shaming, just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. You know, I actually went to the endocrinologist um, a few weeks ago, just like see what was going on. And she suggested using, um, she asked me if I use any apps. I'm like, I'm actually, I actually use a food tracker from Noom. And she said that is the only, and this is a real story like they're not telling me to say this that's the only app she recommends yeah like, that it's like the most accurate food database and no it's, it's just like, highly recommended highly prestigious and highly good you don't have to change it all in one day small steps make big progress sign up for your trial today at noom n-o-o-m dot com slash toast what do you have to lose visit noom dot com slash toast to start your free trial today that's n-o-o-m dot com slash toast Sign on, what do you have to lose? First story, Wendy Williams is addressing viewer concerns over her recent worrying behavior on her daytime talk show. Wendy Williams is speaking out after she sparked concern among fans for her recent worrying behavior that saw the TV host mispronounce words and lose focus while on air. On Monday, the daytime talk show host appeared to address her audience's concerns directly after viewers noticed she seemed to be off her game during last Friday's show. She said, you know, I come here every day and I try to do the best that I can for you. I appreciate you watching, but it's, you know, even after all of these years, it's still work. You know, an effort put in for the hour that I'm out here with you. She continued to say that she's not a perfectionist before adding that she was very grateful to her fans for watching her show. Okay, so I don't feel like she actually addressed at all what the fans were concerned about. Her episode on Friday, I saw the clip on Twitter, and it was really, really concerning. Um, And, you know, Wendy's been very open about her struggle with addiction and, you know, she went on hiatus last year and there was like a lot going on in her personal life. And then she was like back and better than ever. And just there's a specific clip. I saw it on Twitter and of the moment where she's just very clearly like not here with us. Yeah. And it was very, very concerning. Like it's one of those videos. It's not like funny. It really sent chills down my spine. And to be honest, I don't understand her response at all. Yeah. She didn't provide any reason for her off behavior, but she just said like, sorry, I didn't do a good job, which is not what people were saying. It's not that you didn't do a good job. It's just, we're worried about you. And she said, you're a tough crowd. Right. And that's really not at all what like it is. I mean, there's some trash TV out there. Like Wendy is actually great at her job. Yeah. No, I think it's like a general concern. Yeah. And there's been like a lot of concern for Wendy like for a while because she she's actually been through a lot like especially in on the her last TV few show. years she remember when she fainted on air on Halloween that was crazy and then she took a step back for to take care she has Graves disease and then there was all that drama with her ex-husband and then she came out and with uh with her battle um, with addiction, which I thought was very, very brave. And I kind of thought, you know, we were like in the clear, but this video was very, very concerning. Yeah, extremely. And it's not clear what maybe was was going on. I just hope that she's okay. And sometimes people just need a break. And I hope that if that is what she needs, that like she's able to get one. That was something that in Mariah Carey's book, there's this chapter that's like literally will give you physical anxiety to read. And it was like, I guess there was all this... um, 
this stuff happened when she went on TRL and she it seemed like she was acting like so with erratic cream. with the ice cream. Yeah. Do you remember that clip? No, but I just watched it on YouTube because it's obviously get going viral now because she referenced it in her book. Yeah. So I, I looked it up immediately because that clip, she had been working like nonstop days, sleeping like two hours per night, but couldn't even get to sleep because she was like so, so hyped up. Jittery. She was trying to like make the glitter soundtrack good and like the, and the glitter reviews were like not good and Tommy was like ruining everything mm -hmm. and like she was just working so hard and trying to do like extra promos so she went on TRL to do this stunt she like coordinated her own stunt right and Carson Daly just did not get with it and like right. just made her look and seem silly. and feel silly and it started this whole chain reaction where like all she need all she wanted was rest right. all she wanted was a place to sleep in every single place where she went like someone would come and be like no you have to shoot this music video right. and it was like so frustrating to read like that she couldn't even get a moment of 12 peace. hours and if she was like if you just let me sleep for two days I will do your music video I'm not trying to not do the music video right I just cannot do it right now she hadn't slept to more than two hours in six days wow that's crazy yeah and you know what I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about like what it means to be like a daytime television host it's like your show's on for an hour a day at four o'clock and like then you go home and go to bed no it's like actually it's more than a full-time job to like be present, write the material, hair and makeup, like produce the show. And I think Wendy's- And then also have like the weight of the criticism. Like yeah. that is a huge part of the job. And you're also performing in front of a live studio audience. So it's not only like performing well on TV, but it's also hyping up a crowd of 50 to 100 people. Yeah. I don't know if they're still doing that in COVID, but you know what I mean. I just think like, honestly, Wendy Williams, and I have my problems with her and you know, I honestly never will forgive her for that interview with Rachel Lindsay. Like I think it was so disrespectful, um, but- I have my my druthers with her, but at the end of the day, I actually a love her show. B thinks she's left a, like an amazing legacy, but I do think we are nearing the end. Like because I don't know how long you can go on like this. Yeah, I don't know. I I hate to say that because I just feel like some, sometimes you need a break. Like, but she just took a break, a long one. Because I remember Heather McDonald filled in for mm -hmm. Wendy. Yeah, a few you know, times. and that was like maybe a year ago. Jerry O'Connell did it a or few two times years, two years ago. Because this year like feels like yesterday. Right, but it it wasn't that recently that she did. She got her break. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. And I don't she's know. a loyal fan base, and I'm sure they'll be upset. But I'm sure they would rather her like get her mind right yeah but I think they would also be patient if she did need another break two years later yeah I don't know if like the cable executives would be so patient but that's what I'm saying like we need to normalize giving people breaks oh I totally that's agree. that's what I'm getting at yeah no and it's also like yeah yes I agree I'll just leave it at that <laughs> okay are you ready for our next story? Yes but just wanted to say like sending a lot of love to Wendy Williams so much love and understanding and patience patience and and no, not asking questions, just hoping for, for what's best. Do what you need to do. Next story. Diplo is denying, Diplo 41, I guess the ages here do matter. It's important. Diplo 41 denies living with 19-year-old TikTok star Quenlyn Blackwell. So look at this, let's start from the beginning. Diplo's responding to the backlash she received from fans after 19-year-old TikTok star Quenlyn Blackwell claimed she was living with the 41-year-old DJ. Last week, the social media celeb shared with her 4.1 million followers that she was shacking up with Diplo. And it, like, took the internet by storm. People couldn't believe it. She shared in the TikTok video, I live with Diplo right now and he fully supports my endeavors. But after fans began speculating that Diplo and Blackwell were, were romantically involved, the artist took to Twitter to set the record straight because there were a lot of concerns being raised that he was grooming, grooming her. her 
and this is extremely inappropriate. Which is like a thing in Hollywood. It yeah. is where like older men show weird interest in very young girls and they know them for a long time and they mentor them for a long time. So that, and they, like, they met them when they were 14 and then when they turned 20, it's not as weird anymore if they want to date. No, but also they just like normalize predatory behavior. Yeah, and they take care of them like financially, emotionally, they're really there for them. And it's just, it's a very disturbing thing that happens in Hollywood. And I see it like even, I think some of the way that like people like, engage with Millie Bobby Brown is really inappropriate in Hollywood like these older men and so I'm glad that like people are aware of this problem and like they're constantly looking for it because it's like really disgusting yeah no and it's actually something in a few of the most recent books that I've read like My Dark Vanessa and The Comeback like it's really all about like this grooming process not necessarily always in Hollywood but just like in the world and it's it's deeply disturbing it's dark and it's so it's a major allegation to be made against Diplo right so Diplo um said on Sunday okay so I rent one of my properties to Quen Blackwell and yes I use the studio that is in that building her social media is sarcastic and chaotic and I can see you get a twisted idea but there is nothing but a friendship between us he added as a landlord I don't really consider age or race as a qualification you just got to pay security deposit and don't poke holes in the walls or ruin my carpet she also defended her choice to live in Diplo's home and rejected the notion that she was dating him. She said, I'm She also ad- had a typo. That was so funny. Oh, let's see if I find it. I'm an adult. I'm not being groomed. Platonic relationships exist, she tweeted on Sunday. I've been living here for over a year. I'd rather break both my legs and be forced to walk than pursue Diplo romantically, and he'd <laughs> rather choke. She explained that he's always busy and barely in L.A. And, that, and she said that the artist has been supportive of her career. She said, Diplo has given me the opportunity and the security to create. Diplo and his team are my mentors in L.A. and they are my safety net. Diplo and his team have saved me numerous times from the weirdos in L.A. My parents trust him. I trust him. Mm. Y'all are making me feel icky. Diplo is my L.A. dad. Nothing more. Um, so her typo was for barely and she spelled barley. So he's barley in L.A. It was just funny. Um, but back to this. So... Like I said, I'm glad that people are like on the lookout for predatory behavior, mentoring, grooming. Um, do I think that this particular situation is one of those things? No. I actually believe that like he has a bunch of properties and like one of his revenue streams is like rent, basically like a landlord and that a TikToker living there like actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but this did open the door for other people to share their experiences romantically, sexually on Twitter and on Instagram with Diplo. And it just like wasn't making him look good like at all. Oh, understood. I haven't seen that part of it yet. I think that I agree. It's nice that people are looking out, but it's also like these can be some really damaging allegations. I think that her statement. um, For me, her statement was good. Yeah. Like like, I feel good about it. Yeah. No, even like her using the word icky, like because if you look at it, like they just have he's maybe helping with her with her music Music and like believes in her career and nothing nefarious is going on. Like now it's like awkward yeah of course now like their relationship is ruined he's like I just tried to you know do a nice thing and like be friends with someone and now I'm a predator yeah so (laughs) it's definitely strange but I'm I hope nothing nefarious is going on yeah me too of course and that Diplo is the good man that we think that he is I know it's like he's someone who I feel like a lot of people have like idealized versions like in their mind built up like Mm -hmm. and I just I really hope he doesn't let us down yeah like I hope he really is the internet's boyfriend yeah, so far, I mean, I think so far, like, we are okay to keep going. We'll see. But, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. In it's, this particular situation, I don't think that there's anything shady going on. In this particular situation, but I haven't read anything else. Yeah, no, you know. I just think he's, like, a little bit of, like, a, you know, he's a little loose. 
Okay, like it's like an offensive word. Oh, is it? Like it's offensive when um when you're talking about when a you're woman. talking about a woman, but like so like it would still be no, fuck man. I can say what I want. He's it flows loose. You know, I think he's like you know he's a big he gets star. Around. He gets around like you and know, he's like in that everyone DJ scene and like everyone's like on drugs. Like it's crazy over there. Yeah, no, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Okay, maybe we'll edit that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, next story, some happy news for Emily Ratajkowski. She's pregnant, expecting her first child with Sebastian, Sebastian Bear McClardia. McClardia Ashray. Make sure to get McClardia Ashray's <laughs> new book, Girl With No Job, on stands January 26, 2021. Give it up for McClardia McClardia. <laughs> That's beautiful. Okay, sorry, back not to steal Emily Ratajkowski's moment. Emily Ratajkowski's pregnancy, first pregnancy, is getting the Vogue treatment. The 29-year-old model announced on Vogue's latest digital cover that she's expecting it will be her first child with her hubs. She also filmed a pregnancy reveal video directed by friend Lena Dunham in which she shows off her growing baby bump and place footage from an ultrasound. Throughout the video, a nude Ratajkowski cozies up to her husband. She says, narrates, there's a quietness that comes with pregnancy, a humbling, I'm listening for you, I'm full of wonder. I believe it. So she also didn't reveal the sex of her baby. She wrote a whole essay for Vogue explaining why she wasn't. um, And I think that that is... She said the baby's gender reveal will be when the baby's 18, which is like so new age of her. So new age of her. We'd love Um, to see it. There's a lot of of stuff in the... Yeah, no, it's a very dense article. She's a complex person. She's not what you think. No, she's not what you think. And she does love to write and like share her thoughts in that way. And so there was a lot of different like... You know, announcement mediums like you know we had the photo shoot and it's a digital cover and there's videos video. and there's all these photos and then there's the um article and then there's like this actual video yeah uh, that lena dunham made i feel like as a writer myself like i definitely understand emily ratajkowski more now <laughs> you know i just feel like we have like this kindred like artist like writer spirit like she definitely has these glasses mm. and i just feel like i feel really connected to her and i feel like this baby is going to be really a beautiful thing Okay. I mean, I, mean I, th- I think so, too. Also, like, she looks amazing. Like, I yeah. don't want to, you know, make it about that, but she really does look No, incredible. it's always some exciting, even though this is, like, the biggest, most fashion editorial announcement of all time, like, it's still some quarantine bed bed news. <laughs> and by the way, that's what all of this boils down to, like, quarantine bed bed news. That's all there is. Like, even though it's, like, Vogue digital cover, does that mean she gets the physical cover? I don't Curious know. to know. It would be cool to have, like, a, a pregnant woman... I'm sure it would be a first. Yeah. So I would, we'll see. Oh, no. Was Kim pregnant when her and Kanye were on the cover? No, North was already born. Oh. The first Kanye, the first Kim cover. Yeah. My no, least. I'm sure that like someone had, but like to have like. Like a pregnancy announcement be on the cover of Vogue, that'd be sickening. Yeah. Very cool. So anyways, very fashion. I didn't watch the, the video. It was just like a montage. Yeah. It seemed like very like Kylie Jenner rip I was off. just going to say Kylie did it first. So. Kylie did it first. And. Sorry, Kylie did it better because Kylie was not directed by Lena Dunham. Right. Thank you. That's all. I said it. She said it. Okay, next story. Such exciting news. Are you ready for this? Because Crystal Kung Minkoff is joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, first Asian American cast member on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I did a little bit of like recon on her. Yeah, so here's the stats. Her husband is a director, Rob Minkoff. She's the founder of Real Coco, which is a coconut-based food company. She is not related to Rebecca Minkoff. She... And her husband tied the knot in 2007. So, like, that's 14 years of marriage that we're working with. And she has two children, Max and Zoe. Max and Zoe. Zoe and Max. That was legitimately... Why were Max and Ruby both mute? Like, it was the worst show. Max 
And Ruby. Ruby and Max. I Ruby and Max. Da 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 da. Honestly, ba, the best part of that show ba. was the theme song. <laughs> I never watched the show. I just know. They were Max these two quiet Ruby. bunnies and they never fucking talked. Ruby and Max. And they were always causing trouble in the yard, you we know? We need um, Diplo on that beat. Yes, like, Remix. It's a fucking sick beat. Um, okay, back to the um, Max Crystal. and Zoe. That's not even their names. <laughs> but like, it's Max. Max and Ruby. <laughs> that sounds really Ruby good. and Max. Ba da da da. That sounds make, really good. Ruby and Max, but make it cabaret. <laughs> um, okay, back to Crystal <laughs> Kong Minkoff. Okay, um, I'm very excited about this because now we know that Denise is not returning. Neither is Teddy. So we've replaced two. No, one of them. Did, did we get another announcement of a housewife? I feel like we did, but I'm like blanking on no, it. No, we had like Kathy Hilton in the rumor mill. Yeah. And then we also have not really in the oh, mill. Oh, we had the New York announcement. We have also Ebony. not fully in the mill, but like up to the side of the mill, like an Erica Jane friend of housewife role. That's what they're saying. But Erica Jane and Dorit have both been Instagramming a lot recently and like Luke's. full glam looks. And I feel like they're obviously started to film again. So I think that we're fine. But I do think Erica might be on like thin ice. Yeah, I think that she, this is like a cautionary season for her. And so I, I think she'll either step up Sink or, or step out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to this woman. So a lot, I was reading a lot of the, um, the comments about her and people were like, I just don't see this woman like ever being vicious. She has like a really like angelic face and she just doesn't give the vibe that, like she's going to get in fights with people. Um, well, you know what? That's fine by me because like my favorite scenes are the ones where we're having a grand old time. And we're all just looking fabulous. Right. Yeah. Her husband actually had directed quite a few movies that I'd heard of. So I think he's like legit. Oh, that's always exciting. And I think they're super wealthy like from that. I think maybe her coconut line is like a passion project, which we love. We do love a passion ho- project. And I hope she'll, you know, use the show to promote and like maybe turn into another Bethany. But um, very exciting for a multitude of reasons. Love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills becoming more diverse. Uh, it's been a long time coming. And two, I hope that she'll fill, she has big shoes to fill. She does. Okay, her husband's like extremely impressive. No, I know. He's known for co-directing the Academy Award-winning Disney animated feature, The Lion King. What? Along with directing another underrated treasure, Stuart Little, and Stuart Little 2. The Haunted Mansion, The Forbidden Kingdom, and Mr. Peabody and Sherman. That must be so exciting for their kids. He obviously like works for Pixar or like whatever one of those companies. Do you know what this also means? That like he knows who Max and Ruby are. That's Nickelodeon. No, but if he's in this like animated field, like I wonder... If he's ever like, Max and Zoe. He could, be, he could be the one to get like the remix out there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's exciting. He must be like, they must have a lot of money. Yeah. I'd wow. love to see it. My bar is so low Crystal, when it comes to... that's beautiful. Yeah, my bar is so low when it comes to housewives. Like, just money. Like, that's it. Uh, the bar is higher for Beverly Hills because it's like money and um, I think like a... a Style. A marriage. Mar- oh, yes, Married. that's true. Um, also, wardrobe is huge. Yes. Oh, for me, that's the biggest thing. But Garcelle, I, we were talking about whether or not she would return because now she's a full-time host every day on The Real, which is a lot. Like, it's a big-time commitment, but she was spotted filming with Kyle, so I do believe she's back, too. Yes. Very exciting. Very and happy Sutton, about that. I believe, is back, too. Full-time? Like, I think she's going to be full-time. I hope so. I hope so, too. I think she deserves it. Me, too. And she, she meets all of my qualifications. Yes. Next up, fifth and final story, a little news for the spooky fans out there. Bette Midler confirms a Hocus Pocus sequel with original cast. 
It's time to run amok with the original Sanderson sisters again. After rumors floated earlier this year that the cult classic Hocus Pocus will get a highly anticipated sequel on Disney+, Bette Midler has confirmed that she, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy will also return to their spellbinding roles. What's the third woman's name? Kathy Najimy. Najimy. She is my favorite actress. She's incredible. She's from Sister Act 2, and she's literally the best in both movies. I, and like she's a, she's a face who like I could never put a name to the face, but I love this woman. She's also in Descendants. She is? Yeah, she plays Cruella DeVille. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have a lot of controversial thoughts. I'm not sure whether I should keep them to myself about Hocus Pocus, but I think that I won't. I have two really controversial thoughts. One, I think Hocus Pocus is like probably one of the best Halloween movies, like period. And I think it's perfect the way that it is. And I wish that they wouldn't touch it and like ruin it with a reboot. Yeah. That's my less controversial statement. Two, my more controversial statement is like, while I'm happy about this news, great, like more content, I just feel like it really, this news is for the people who think that like being obsessed with Hocus Pocus is like a personality trait. And I'm just here, I woke up this morning to promote my book and to tell you that like it's not. I understand that. And I'm sorry. And that's all I'll say because I don't want to offend people when I'm trying to sell books. Very, very shrewd move. Thank you. I have something to say and it's like, maybe I've seen Hocus Pocus when I was like too young to remember, but like... I've never seen Hocus Pocus. You have seen it. It was an ABC Family, like, staple. You probably just don't remember. But, like, I don't know the plot. Like, I could watch it now, and, and it's a, it could be a brand new movie to me. Yeah, I definitely don't know the plot. Like, I they have a bowl. And they're the Sanderson sisters. And they live in a house together, and they're always whipping up things in the bowl. Yeah, and, and they're probably, like, doing a lot of different, like, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, of course. No, And I think that they say abracadabra You a think? Lot. But no. they're not witches, it's, are they? Isn't that the point of the movie? (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. Yes, they are double witches. You know what's my preferred witch movie? Halloween Town? Nope. Another one that I just do not relate. Oh, I love Halloween Town. Witches? Nope. Practical Magic. What the fuck is that? Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. Oh, you know what my favorite witch? Here, I'll act it out for you. Oh, There are sisters who are witches, and it's a little dark, but it's My favorite witch movie? Bewitched. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a Halloween movie. It's just like a witch movie. Um, you're not doing it. You're moving your jaw, not your nose. <laughs> and you know who's such a... I actually recently watched that movie, and it truly ages perfectly. Will Ferrell's in it, which is like so random. It's so good. I mean, everything Nicole Kidman is in is Agreed. just... Agreed. She's in Practical Magic. She obviously, she obviously has like a thing for witchy. Wit- Maybe she's one of those girls who thinks loving Hocus Pocus is a personality trait. <laughs> No, because she would have been in Hocus Pocus. She actually could, like... She could have been. But yes, I agree. I don't actually know the plot of Hocus Pocus. I just know, like, the three women are iconic. I'll show you how it goes. Yeah. Mix it all together and and you know you got the best of both worlds. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, great. So for the Hocus Pocus stands, hope I didn't offend you too much. And hope you're excited about the reboot. I, for one, am not. But I still might watch it. Sequel. Sequel, sorry. But is it still a sequel if it's literally 40 years later? I don't know. What's the statute of limitations on a calling sequel. it? On calling it a sequel. I don't. I I feel like it's open ended because technically, okay, ready? Because then technically, you could say that Lady Gaga's A Star Is Born is a sequel to Barbara Streisand. No, that's a remake. Says who? No, no. Says like the dictionary. Maybe Lady Gaga was Barbara Streisand's great granddaughter. No, says the dictionary. They I don't said know. it. I'm just saying there should be a limitation on these kinds of things. I, I feel that. 
Um, so those are Fast Five stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them. Big time. Um, and there was no TV on last night, so I don't know. Should we talk more about my book? Yeah, <laughs> no, sure. Is there to. anything that I didn't, like, get out in the questions that you want to share? Like, any sources of inspiration for oh, you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm endlessly inspired by just, like, art, you know? I feel like I'm really um, the type of person who just, like, loves to go to museums and just, like, take in the art because it inspires me to do better myself. So I spent a lot of time during quarantine um, looking at art. Wow. Yeah. Claudia, that's beautiful. Yeah, no. And watching Jeopardy. And has Theo read the book? So Theo has read the book. The thing is, is that he doesn't speak English, so he couldn't tell me what he thought. But I, based off, like, the tail wagging, I was pretty sure he thought it was going to be a hit. Yeah, no, for sure. And if you are a fan of the man himself, you can catch him right here in the book. And... The book jacket has a description of the book and the and author a description herself. of the author, which is really awkward. They're like to have that like written. Oh my god! Ugh. Nothing worse than being asked for a bio. Oh my god, the worst. And like I use a bio that I literally used in college. Like Olivia wrote it for me. Like yeah, Claudia, Claudia is, is a breakout student. star. Yeah. By the way, literally up until a month ago, my bio still had student in it. That is so funny. Yeah, well, I'm no. glad you had a reason to update your bio. Yeah. So everyone, please check out my book. You can go to my Instagram, link in bio, just search Girl With No Job book on Amazon. All the e- information is on my Instagram and I will continue to update it with all the retailers, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound. You want to support local bookstores. Oh, also, I would just be, this is like totally off the uh, beaten path, but today's one year anniversary of the uh, Squirrel Hill synagogue shooting. So I just wanted to put that out there that we're thinking of the community today because that was a terrible day and yeah. sorry to end on like such a sad note but I would be RDH if I didn't mention it yeah no I appreciate you mentioning it um so that's that anything you want to say promote shell no I mean you know today I'm gonna start speaking of books I'm I meant to start the redheads book last night and I posted that I was but then I read like the first three pages and it just I didn't absorb it yet. Wow, that, so you lied on your Instagram story no, no I was starting it and then like I realized I wasn't in a headspace for reading so I started Queen's Gambit but I'm gonna read the book today which just goes to show you it's never too late to become a redhead like Ever. even if you don't want to start the book today like you can start tomorrow and you're right on track and you want to be a part of something you want to be a part of a community in these trying times be so it's so isolating yeah the redheads and then if you if you want to start now by the time like claudia's episode drops like you'll have a sense of all of our personalities and you'll get all the jokes and it'll just be fabulous thank you guys so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories every morning monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching us on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast Anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. We are now available on Amazon Music. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and maybe leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Hope you have an amazing day, and we will see you tomorrow for... It's tomorrow? Wednesday? Yep, yep. Hump day! And so that's a confirmation that the man will be in the studio. The man will be. The man will be in the studio, you guys. I've started to say 100% even more annoying. Like, first it's like 100%. Now I'm like, 100%. Now it's like, hundred percent. Hundred, hundred. Okay, I was about to make a bad joke. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.